Hey, Mama. I know getting meals on the table for your family can feel tough, especially finding weeknight-friendly meals that everyone in the family will love. There's a good chance it's why you're here, at least I hope so. Helping moms take the stress out of feeding their family is my biggest passion. It's why I share with you here, and it's why I created the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. If you've ever wished this podcast came with a weekly done-for-you dinner plan with a shopping list and meal prep tips, or maybe a recipe library with over 200 family-friendly recipes, cooking tips, how-tos, and hacks, well, it does, and it's all in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club over on Patreon. Starting at just $3 a month for access to our 200-plus recipe vault with printable PDF recipes, or $5 a month for weekly done-for-you dinner plans, plus the recipe vault and bonus podcasts every month, the Healthy Mama Cooking Club is the dinnertime solution you're looking for. Head to patreon.com slash healthymamachris or click the link in the show notes to try it out for a week free and join over 130 other busy mamas making weeknight meals work with the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. I can't wait to see you in there. All right, let's get on with the episode. Happy New Year, Healthy Mama fam. I'm Chris Dovniak, your host, and something I like to do at the start of every new year is to take a few days and reset my kitchen. So I'm starting the new year with a kitchen that's organized and ready for me to plan, prep, and create healthy meals all year long. And I thought this year, I would take you along with me. So over the first five days of the new year, we're going to be going through my five kitchen reset steps. I'll be sharing here on the podcast in short and sweet mini-sodes, so check back in each day this week, as well as over on Instagram. I'm at Healthy Mama Chris over there, so you can see the process in action. Don't forget to download the printables that go along with the challenge. You can find them at the link in the show notes or bit.ly slash HMK reset. That's HMK in all caps and reset in all lowercase. So bit.ly slash HMK all caps reset all lowercase. So let's dive in to today's reset topic. Does cooking feel like a struggle more often than you want to admit? Do school lunches get boring after the third week and even cereal for breakfast sometimes feels like too much effort? Let alone feeding yourself and your family meals with vegetables they'll actually eat? If you're a busy mama like me, you can probably relate. I'm Chris Dovniak and welcome to My Healthy Mama Kitchen. I'm a trained chef, culinary nutritionist, and mama of two, and I'm here to guide you in making healthy eating easy and accessible by simplifying your meal plan, demystifying meal prep, taking the stress out of weeknight dinners, and helping you learn to cook your family delicious, nutrient-dense meals along the way without spending hours in the kitchen or thousands of dollars a month at Whole Foods. In this podcast, I'm here to share my best tips, tools, and hacks for your real-life Healthy Mama kitchen with a side of humor and sometimes a little bit of spice. So grab your favorite apron and let's get cooking. Happy day one of the Healthy Mama Kitchen Reset. For our first day, we are going to be clearing out our kitchen of anything unnecessary and giving it a little organizational refresh if need be. So why are we starting here? An organized kitchen is an easier kitchen to work in. And I don't know about you, but I can use all of the ease I can get in my day-to-day life. And in the kitchen, when your drawers are stuffed and everything is haphazardly thrown into cupboards, it's hard to find the things you need, the tools you need to cook efficiently. And I think we can all agree 
Cooking efficiently is always a goal. So here is where I want you to start, and this is what I want you to do today. And before I share these steps with you, I want to encourage you that you don't need to spend half a day on this. I know most of us don't have this kind of time. We just got off of a break. Typically, we're on a holiday break the week after the holidays. I don't want to stress you out more. I want you to feel empowered to get your kitchen ready for a healthy rest of the year. So even if this is just 15, 20 minutes, do whatever you can. So the first thing you're going to do is you are going to go through your drawers and your cabinets. You are going to, number one, Remove anything you don't need to keep in the kitchen. So anything that ended up in the kitchen but doesn't actually need to be there, remove any of the things that are cluttering your space or don't belong. If it's not something you use regularly and you don't have a huge kitchen and lots of cupboard space to keep these things in, I would encourage you to find a different place in the house or the garage or the basement to store kitchen equipment, kitchen tools that you don't use on the regular. If you're not using it at least once every two weeks, I don't think you need to keep it in your kitchen. I think the less things you have in your kitchen, the easier it is to access the things you do need. So number one, remove anything you don't need to keep in the kitchen, anything that's cluttering your space or doesn't belong or you don't use regularly. An example of this for me was somehow our oyster shucking knives ended up in the kitchen. And we have a pretty decent sized kitchen, but they were cluttering up the space where I normally keep my measuring spoons. And I use my measuring spoons all the time. Even though I don't measure a ton when I'm cooking, if I'm baking something, I need to use my measuring spoons. And so they were cluttering up this space, and we use our oyster shucking knives probably twice a year. We love oysters, but we are not shucking $30 worth of oysters every week. So we went ahead and put them in my cupboard that I have in the garage with any of my kitchen equipment I don't use on the regular. So that was just one little thing that made it easier for me to get to my measuring spoons. So the second thing I want you to do is remove everything from the cupboards and drawers and give it a good wipe down. Now, if you've done this recently, you might not need to do this, but I know that mine definitely needed a good wipe down. It's kind of crazy, even though the things that you put in there are clean, you can still get little bits of dust and dirt in there. So wiping it down can also help you to maybe discover something that you didn't realize was in there. Again, get rid of anything that you don't need to keep in the cupboards or in the drawers. Get rid of anything that might be broken and just start the process of kind of reorganizing things in a way that makes sense to you so that everything is easily accessible. And number three, I want you to move the things you use regularly to the front. Move them forward. Move them to the easiest place to access them when you open your drawers or open your cupboard. There is no need to have things that you don't use regularly in the front and have to reach behind things to grab them. Things like the bowls I use every day are on the top shelf of I have a cupboard that has two levels They're on the top shelf. They're easy to grab. I use them all the time. My microplane, my peeler, my can opener, the things that I use all the time are right in the front of my drawer. My knives, easy to grab. I want you to make it as easy as possible for you to move through your kitchen. And this brings me to the second thing I want you to do. So the first thing, you're going to go through your drawers and cabinets and go through those three steps. 
The second thing is make sure that your kitchen is set up into zones. Now, if your kitchen is in no way set into any sort of zones, which I don't think is even possible because unless you keep refrigerated things in like your fourth cupboard to the left of your stove, which you probably don't, (laughs) you have some sort of zones going on. You're probably not doing the dishes on your stove. I mean, I guess it's possible, but it's unlikely. So you probably already have some semblance of zones. But for the other things in your kitchen, other than your fridge and your sink, which we'll get to what zones those are in just a second, it can be really helpful to organize your kitchen into zones. Because the point of kitchen zones is to put things where you actually use them. So put your equipment in the space you're actually going to use them. So put your cutting boards near where you're going to do your food prep. Same thing with your knives and your peeler and your measuring cups and spoons. And then you're going to want to put anything that you use to cook, like your spatulas, near where you're going to cook. So near the stove. So this just simplifies things and makes things more efficient again because things are easily accessible. So in kitchens, there's something called a kitchen work triangle. And this is the idea that in an ideal kitchen, the line drawn between the refrigerators, the stove, and the sink create a triangle so the cook can easily and efficiently move around. This is how professional kitchens are, or at least the vast majority of them are designed. And most good home kitchens also have this kitchen triangle. Now, if your kitchen doesn't have this kitchen triangle, you can't really do anything about it save for doing a kitchen renovation. But what you can do is create work zones so that you can move around more efficiently. So I already mentioned your fridge being one of the zones. So that is your consumable zone. This is the area you use to store most of your food. This might be split into two zones, one for your refrigerator, so your fresh food, and one for your pantry or whatever food cabinets you might use in an apartment that we were in a couple years ago, we had our we didn't have a pantry, so we had our food in a couple different cupboards rather than in an actual pantry, but we made it work for us by putting the food near where we would use it the most. So any of like my protein powders and the things that I use in my smoothies were above the blender. And then things like my oils and vinegars and spices were next to the stove. So you can make this work for you even if you don't have one specific area. In our new place that we're in right now, our fridge and our pantry are actually like completely across the kitchen from each other. But it works for us because I just go in the pantry, get any pantry items I need, move them to my prep zone before I start cooking, and then it it goes from there. And then, of course, my fridge is my consumable zone. The second zone is your non-consumable zone or your serving zone. So this is your plates, your bowls, your utensils and maybe even your glasses. Your glasses might be in a different place if you have a separate cupboard. Uh, Typically, I recommend you put your glasses and your mugs near where you would use your glasses and your mugs. Ours happen to be all in the same place, right next to the fridge, in between the stove and the fridge, so it's easy to move everything from where I'm cooking it into those bowls and plates and send them over to the table for serving. Same thing with the utensils there in the drawer below these shelves. And we just happen to have the glasses there as well. We're pretty minimalist when it comes to our serving ware. And uh, I should mention, though, 
I'm talking about like your everyday plates and bowls and spoons. I actually keep any servingware that we don't use regularly. So regularly, we pretty much serve things um, from the stove. Or if we serve it family style, I just use regular kitchen bowls. I don't use anything fancy. So I don't keep those things in the kitchen. Those count as those items that we don't use regularly. So I actually keep those in the cupboard in the garage. So your non-consumables are your everyday serving items. Then there is your prep zone. This is where most of your kitchen prep happens, your prep for your meals. This is typically a stretch of the countertop or your kitchen island. This is where you want to keep any of the things you use to prepare your meals. So your cutting boards, your knives, your measuring spoons, your peeler, your microplane, maybe your prep bowls. My prep bowls happen to be uh, kind of across from my prep zone. I have, the way my kitchen is laid out, it's really interesting. It's a galley style kitchen. So I have some really big cupboards that make sense for things like my bowls and my Dutch oven and my cast iron pans that aren't directly next to my, the zone where I'm actually cooking. So they're kind of in my prep zone. I also keep my prep bowls there. So again, this doesn't have to be perfect. Mine is not ideal. I'm doing air quotes right now. But it really works for me because I know where everything is and everything is close to either the prep zone or the cooking zone. So the drawer that I have in my prep zone isn't big enough to hold things like my prep bowls. I'm talking about like little ramekin style bowls. But those are directly across the way. I know exactly where they are. They're easy to grab and bring over to my prep station. The fourth zone is your cooking zone. This is the area that has your stove, your oven or range, maybe your microwave. If you have a microwave, generally the place you do most of your cooking. I also like to keep my appliances that I use for cooking directly next to this so and near a plug so I can very easily plug in my air fryer, my instant pot, my slow cooker. My blender is near my prep zone because I use it typically in prep rather than cooking. I'm not actually cooking anything in the blender, but everything else goes near my cooking zone. So then I know that if I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not getting in the way of my prep zone while I'm putting things in the slow cooker, that's off to the side. So I, whenever I do any of my other prep during the day, when my family is making breakfast or lunch, it's not the slow cooker, the Instant Pot, whatever, is not in the way. So again, efficiency as much as possible. And the last zone, zone number five, is the cleaning zone. This is the area that contains the sink or sinks, the dishwasher if you have one, and this is typically where you are going to wash your dishes. So again, my kitchen is a galley-style kitchen, so my prep space is kind of on either side of the sink. Now, we do have a dishwasher, so we don't tend to let things dry on the counter. Otherwise, I might want to move around where my prep zone is. This is up to you. It's up to the shape of your kitchen, what works for you. But I want you to just take a look at if the things in your kitchen are in zones that make sense to you, or could you move things around a little bit for more efficiency so you can easily move around your kitchen and cooking is that much easier. It can also be helpful to keep your must-have cooking supplies near the stove, not above the stove. Things like your salt and pepper, your oils, your spices, the things you use to cook that are kind of pantry items, but you use like every day or every couple of days. It can be helpful to keep that near your cooking zone as well. So that's it. That is what I want you to do today. I want you to go through your drawers and cabinets, remove anything you don't need to keep in the kitchen, get rid of any of that clutter, remove everything from the cupboards and drawers, give it a good wipe down move things if they're not where they make sense, work on creating kitchen zones 
work zones so that you can be that much more efficient and so that there's more ease moving around your cooking space. I promise you, if you take these steps, you clean out your kitchen, you wipe things down, you move things around just a little bit, you will feel so much more refreshed, so much more reset, so much more efficient in the kitchen this year. So that's what I got for you today. Don't forget to download the worksheets. You won't need them today, but you'll need them tomorrow. And I will catch you tomorrow for day two of the New Year's Healthy Mama Kitchen Reset. Thank you for listening to Mommy's podcast. Friend, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Healthy Mama Kitchen Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you love to listen to podcasts so you never miss a cooking tip. If you've been loving this podcast, it would mean so much to me if you left a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It truly makes a difference in how many other busy cooks find this show and lets me know what you're loving and want to hear more of. For show notes and links to all the recipes and tools I mention, head to HealthyMamaChris.com slash podcast. For daily eats, cooking tips, and family-friendly shortcut dinner ideas, be sure to follow along over on Instagram at HealthyMamaChris. Remember, cooking for your family may not always feel easy, but it can be simple.